We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the huge, gigantic, humongous three-game NBA slate for Thursday NBA DFS. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer in the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The RotoWire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate, review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome back to the second half of the NBA action. Yeah, I'm excited that we're uh, we're back here. Um, you know, the first day or two off was nice, but after that, I was I was jonesing for some uh, NBA DFS action. So I'm happy that we're back here. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we'd lo- obviously we'd love to have a, a larger slate, but you know what? Um, like I like I always said here, I actually kind of like the small slates and something I, I specialize a little bit uh, in. On I take some pride in uh, at least for cash games, uh, getting a lineup that uh, does happen to, to roll fairly well. So we're going to get talking about all the best options that we have available, courtesy of Fanduel pricing. So let's go ahead and get started at the point guard position for the Thursday action here, and talk about your top options here for cash and GPPs. Yeah, I think um, 
you know, if you're looking up top, I think the guy you're going to look at is going to be Chris Paul over John Wall. Um, Paul's going up against San Antonio, which isn't a good matchup for anybody. But then again, John Wall's going up against Utah, which is also not a great matchup for anybody. Uh, the reason why I like Paul a little more than I like Wall, I think that game's going to be a little bit higher scoring. Um, obviously, with Blake Griffin out, Chris Paul's being asked to do a little more. And he's actually had some pretty decent games against San Antonio in the last year and a half, if you look at the game logs. Uh, he had 48 against them earlier this year. He had 50, 48, 29, and 35 in the four games last year. So he's hit that upside of, <clears throat> excuse me, he's hit that upside of 5X in three of the last five that he's played against San Antonio. You know, I don't really think it's a great spot for him. He's probably not the best guy on the entire slate to pay up for, but at the point guard position, if I'm paying up, I think I'm going Chris Paul over John Wall. Yeah, I think I got to go Chris Paul over John Wall there as well. He's been a little bit more efficient and more uh, consistently productive here uh, over the course of the season. And you know the fact that we've got Utah and their snail ball, snail ball um, approach with that tough front line. And John Wall does as much of his damage uh, around the rim uh, as often as he is in game. So this is going to be a little bit tougher. I'm not liking the price of 10-4 versus the 9900 uh, against mm. Chris Paul, you know, obviously it's you know two tough teams in San Antonio Spurs, but you know if anybody w- can sort of be a little bit more reliant on the assist game and getting uh, you know value other than having to uh, do, do it from the scoring end, uh, Chris Paul is probably the better bet between the two. Although John Wall is a good good assister as well. Uh, down below that too, I think uh, we need to take a close look at Kyrie Irving and Derrick Rose. Um, and then we, we should have a little bit of a debate on whether you feel like Raul is Nito at 3,700 uh, for the Thursday lineup. So how do you have the uh, the rest of that stuff breaking down? Yeah, I like Kyrie a lot more than I like um, Derek Rose. And I think you can make an argument for both of them because neither guy is known as a good defender. Um, I wouldn't even be opposed to people putting the two of them together on some of the rosters that you're building. You know, Kyrie's got 50 fantasy points in, uh, you know, the last two games that he's played in. You know, Chicago point guard defense is pretty weak, so I think it's a great spot for him. Um, But again, for $1,100 cheaper, you can have Derrick Rose right now. And the thing about Rose in this matchup is, you know, the Bulls are still without Jimmy Butler. So they run that pick-and-roll offense, which means Rose is going to have the ball in his hands quite a bit. He's going to be able to go to the basket, score some points, you know, get some assists. He'll grab some rebounds. Like I said, neither guy plays really good defense. So in that mid-range, I think both of them are in play. If I had to choose one over the other, though, I think I'm going to go with Kyrie. Um, I just like the way he's been playing lately, and I think the matchup's really good for him. And I also think that he's going to get a bump up. I'm hoping Della Vadova's out. Um, if Della Vadova's out, you'll probably see a little bit of a bump in minutes for Kyrie. <clears throat> you know, not a ton, but definitely enough to help him stay above that upside that we're looking for. Um, so I like Kyrie over Rose, but I think both of those guys are in play, and I wouldn't be opposed to anybody using both of them. Yeah, I agree there as well. I think uh, given the the you know the amount of options in the slate, where I I would have to have some some sort of exposure to Derrick Rose uh, there as well because uh, there's no Jimmy Butler, and you, you take a look at the the top the options up top, top here with Chris Paul and John Wall. That just it's just bad overall between Utah and San Antonio. At least with Derrick Rose in Cleveland, you know there's going to be a, a a solid pace, and they're going to need to be fairly reliant on him to sort of try to keep him in the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, because it's basically down to him and, and Pau Gasol for the offense. So by hook or by crook, I think on volume alone, he has a good chance to, to uh, meet value on that $6,800 price tag. Now, as far as uh, Raul Nito go, I just don't trust or like the guy overall. I almost 
would rather, uh, you know, go 1300 up to, 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 uh, Tony Parker, if he ends up, you know, um, beating that questionable tag and making the lineup against the LA Clippers there. And then below that too, I just don't feel like we have anybody that we can really make a solid case for, I guess, uh, Della Vadova, if, you know, he is active with the hamstring, uh, injury that he's currently questionable for could be a case made, but I I think I'm going to really just draw the line at, at at Derek Rose and figure out how I can get value in my lineups um, outside of those starting options. I think are you with me here on that? Yeah, I mean the only other guy that I have on my list as well is Patty Mills. If uh, you know Tony Parker doesn't play, but if Parker's in for six hundred dollars more, I think I'd rather have Parker over Mills if I was going to do anything like that. Yeah, I just don't think I'm going to be hanging out in that neighborhood overall because uh, there's, you know, p- p- with what we know about Patty Mills and uh, Ryan Nato, they're just between the minutes cap and the lack of overall production, you just feel like you're probably uh, losing value overall by not spending the appropriate dollars at the point guard position for this slate. Well, let's go ahead and move forward to the shooting guard position here and talk about whether or not it's going to be all good in your hood, as in Rodney Hood, for 6K on FanDuel. Yeah, I, I actually like Rodney Hood a little bit. I think uh, him and J.R. Smith would be the two um, shooting guards in that, like, 5 to 6K range that I would be looking at. You also have, um, you know, Bradley Beal, and then the two guys from the Clippers over there with uh, Jamal Crawford and J.J. Redick. Um, you know, Danny Green, a little less expensive. I think Hood and J.R. would be the two guys I'm looking for. Um, again, Chicago shooting guard defense is good when Jimmy Butler's in. Without Jimmy Butler, I don't think we have to worry about it as much. Um, Cleveland is scoring a few more points, so I think J.R. Smith is in play. And then Washington, we know, is a paced-up team that has trouble guarding uh, you know, anybody over on the wings, so you got to like Rodney Hood as well. His scoring's been up a little. He's been coming back and returning value, so he's not in a bad spot. Um, those are probably the two guys that I'd be willing to pay up for. But I think the guy who I'm going to have in just about every roster, cash or GPP, uh, with Jimmy Butler out is going to be Etwan Moore. And it's not like I'm expecting this guy to get me 30 or 40 fantasy points like he did that one huge game that he has. But at 4,300, um, I definitely think he's going to be playing 28 to 32 minutes, and I definitely think he can get me 20 to 30 fantasy points, um, which would basically be 5, 6x value and you know a pretty good return. So this is one of the spots that I'm looking to save. I think Etwan Moore is going to definitely be locked into my lineups, and then I'm probably going to decide between uh, Hood and Smith as the other guy that I put in there with him. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Etwan Moore is going to be um, like a solid exposure guy uh, for as long his price still hangs, uh, you know, very uh, closely. I, I think what – are we at the bottom fl- at 3500 in minimum salary, if I'm correct, with FanDuel? Uh, the, the, uh, yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay, so yeah. we're, talk- we're talking about 800 above minimum salary right now at a position mm-hmm. that you definitely can target um, in, with J.R. Smith defense. Uh, so there as well. And ha- having said that too, J.R. Smith for 5,300 is a guy who's actually been producing fairly well. Um, I don't know the radar. Maybe you want to limit him to GPPs because he, he had a performance like against the LA Lakers where he sort of disappeared off the map with just, you know, 11 fantasy points. But prior to that little bit of a dud, we're talking about uh, 6X, 6X, 4.7, 5.5, and 5X in the last six games. That's super consistent for cash and a nice, you know, uh, I wanted to call him a ton of overall GPP value, but if you know, he has been stroking it from three. Uh, even even in the, in the in the one game where he against the LA Lakers, he hit three threes. Before that, he hit no fewer than four trays in the in the past six games. Roll. That's where he's going to do the majority of his damage. But he's almost always wide open when he gets a shot because LeBron, Kyrie, and Love are all are out there on the floor with him. So I, I like him at least as a tournament play, and maybe as a, even as a cash saver as well. 
um, you know, with the, the amount of options. The good news here as well is like is because, you know, Rodney Hood is about the most you're going to spend. I don't think I'm really going to be taking too much exposure to Bradley Beal over uh, for an extra 300 when you know that you can you can save the cash and, and have a, a player who's actually been outscoring him in a more consistent basis in, in Rodney Hood. Uh, there as well. Some people have been. Are you on the fence? Are you in or out on on the whole Danny Green experience? For me, I don't think that overall Romano Ginobili being out of the lineup is really going to make enough of a difference for me overall. And the game logs have been super inconsistent. I know that you're getting a nice little discount too uh, on him at, at 4500, but just haven't really bought in on Danny Green pretty much all season long. What's what's your take there on Danny Green? Yeah, I haven't used him at all in cash games. Um, I think I did throw him in there once or twice in the tournament, but I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, he doesn't have – usually when I'm looking at a cheap guy, I want somebody that has big upside. I want somebody that can get me 30 to 35 fantasy points. And he has done that maybe once or twice all season when his, when his shot is dropping. For the most part, though, I don't usually play a lot of the guys on the Spurs for the same reason. You know, their starters don't get a ton of minutes. Everybody kind of plays a little bit. You know, as much as they're a great team and I like watching them play – I don't love them at all for fantasy, and he's not really a big upside kind of guy. So for me, I'd rather take Etwan Moore for a couple hundred bucks cheaper. Um, I think Moore even has a better chance for upside. And, you know, again, I don't even think that Green has a safe floor because we've seen him have games where he goes out there and puts up 15, 18 fantasy points, and that's not going to get it done at 4,500. That's definitely not going to get it done at 4,500. So, yeah, I'm with you uh, there as well. It's not something that you can necessarily trust in terms of overall production, and uh, which is why I would probably limit him to GPPs at best. But, you know, when we can go all the way down to Etwan Moore uh, for $200 cheaper and and sort of trust that he's got a safe, safer level of production, I think we can sort of say Etwan Moore down the, the, there at the bottom, uh, Ronnie Hood up top, and then, you know, I'm fading Crawford and J.J. Redick because – of, of San Antonio Spurs defense. And then you've got J.R. Smith, who's also a nice little mid, mid-price option uh, there as well. The good news is between these three spots, um, between these uh, positions overall, um, you know, after spending uh, a, a good amount with Chris Paul, we really haven't spent too much else. Everything has been fairly reasonably priced overall. So I think we're, in terms of salary cap um, pricing, we're in pretty good shape as we move to the small forward position. But before we talk about small forward, we have to let you know that if you haven't taken advantage of the uh, Roto-Wire uh 10-day free trial that's available. All you all you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod and uh, take advantage of that 10-day free trial for free with all the lady, latest uh, daily optimizer stuff that you love to, uh, to use and, and, and take a look at there. So uh, lineup optimizers for all the major sports, NFL, uh, NBA, NHL, college basketball, golf, I believe is up and going here uh, there as well. Yes, it is. I'm looking at an optimal lineup that includes Justin Rose and uh, uh, Frederick Jacobson and Chris Stroud there for this upcoming uh, uh, tournament uh, there on, on the P- PGA. So we got a lot of great stuff uh, available. Uh, you know, we have a soccer optimizer uh, there as well. If you want to talk about EPL or MLS, we got you covered here at the Rotowire uh, uh, DFS podcast. So make sure you take advantage. Uh, rotowire.com slash pod, free 10-day trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. You won't regret it. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the small forward position and talk about your top options here for Thursday. Yeah, I think there's a couple guys that you can pay up for here. Uh, like LeBron James in that game against Chicago, um, I think that, you know, Chicago's been pretty weak at guarding the small forward position. You're going to have guys like Dunleavy and, uh, 
you know, Tony Snell, Dougie McBuckets trying to guard him, and I don't see any of them keeping them uh, keeping him in front of them. LeBron's been playing well since they made the Tyron loose switch, uh, putting up a little bit, you know, a little bit more production. The whole team's playing a little bit faster, so I like him up top as one of the guys I'm paying up for today. Also like Kawhi Leonard. I think he's in a pretty good spot. His price has come down. Um, you know, he was above 8000 in the eight, you know, almost $9,000 range earlier in the year. Now he's down to 7700 He had been 7300 and producing really well over the last couple games before the All-Star break. But, you know, he's somebody that I like. I think the Clippers are going to keep this game kind of close. Uh, we know that the Clippers' wing defense has been a problem for them for years right now. So I think it's a good spot for Kawhi as well. Um, those are the two guys that I'd be willing to pay up for at the top. Then, you know, I half was joking about it, but, you know, Doug McDermott has been playing some pretty big minutes over the last couple games. His price is still pretty cheap. He's 3600 so he's $100 off the floor. Um, and he's been giving you a good, like, five, six, seven X return in his last couple starts. So him and Wesley Johnson would be the two guys towards the bottom of the list that I'd be looking to have some exposure to. And then up towards the top of the list, if I can afford to, I'm definitely looking at LeBron and uh, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. I think that uh, like this is sort of another spot where um, you don't have a lot of value plays that we really sort of uh, feel like you can you can make a case for uh, there as well. Um, you know, your boy Wesley Johnson, who you've jumped in from time to time, is in a really bad spot against uh, Kawhi Leonard and San Antonio defense. I don't love anybody that the Clippers really have to offer in Mabute or, or Paul Pierce. So you're really just stuck with uh, three or four main options, and then the cheapest you can sort of go down to is – is uh, uh, Otto Porter defense for 5300 but I think it's going to definitely be worth paying up um, into the Kawhi, Gordon Hayward, and LeBron James range there. And I, I actually feel pretty comfortable at Gordon Hayward. It's probably my best pick out of the bunch with Otto Porter being, I think, bottom two all season long in, in DVP uh, uh, at the small forward position. So that's uh, something I'll be definitely looking to, to take advantage with his price uh, at 7800 for Thursday on FanDuel. All right, power forward up next. Let's talk about how much you love the power forward options here for Thursday. I actually don't love the power forward option that you're referring to in that pun right there. Um, He's actually the one guy who I probably won't be using all that much on, on uh, Thursday night. I'd rather come down to LaMarcus Aldridge against the Clippers. Um, We know with Blake Griffin out, they really don't have a power forward. So he's going to see like, you know, maybe some Paul Pierce, some Emba Mute, like just a whole bunch of guys who just are not going to be able to guard him. Um, so I do like Aldridge here. I also like Favors going up against Washington. It's a paced-up game. Favors is still a little bit cheap. He's been returning really good value with the points and the blocks and the uh, rebounds lately. So I think you can use him too. The guy who I'm on the fence about and wanted to get your opinion on, you know, Tristan Thompson, who we talked about, even though he's getting more minutes and is still kind of cheap, he's had a couple games where he just really didn't produce at all. The last game before the break, he had a monster game. I think he put up like 16 points and and 13 rebounds or something along those lines, Um, you know, like 35, 36 fantasy points. Actually, he might have even gotten to 40 fantasy points. So how do you feel about, like, Tristan Thompson? Are you you okay saving on him in this matchup, or is he somebody you're going to be staying away from? I'm limited to only GPPs because, you know, for every 15 and 13 with four assists performance that he had, like, against the L.A. Lakers – 
He throws up a two point with 10 rebounds and one block, 17 points. Um, mm-hmm. Fantasy dud for you against like Sacramento. There's also, I really think you need to limit him to GPPs overall. I'm fine with taking a gamble because it is 4,800 and among the stars that we, we sort of take are taking a look at. That's probably the best value that you can sort of get for somebody who is a lock for 30 minutes. Um, but you know what? Uh, yeah, I would actually not be too opposed to paying up an extra how many hundred dollars there with, with Taj Gibson, who is also very inconsistent there. But, you know, we're talking about uh, with, uh, what, 300 more for Taj Gibson versus Tristan Thompson. At least, you know, with Taj, he should have a little bit more of a scoring role than um, than, than Tristan Thompson. I don't feel great about these two options uh, overall. I'm 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 going to be honest with you there as well. I think that uh, I would prefer to 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 live in the Marcus Aldridge or the Derek Favor range for 74, 7500. Maybe that's not feasible. Um, if you're going to put a gun to my head, I guess I'm going to take the discount for three hundred dollars on Tristan Thompson because, uh, you know, if I have to choose between the lesser of two evils, um, at least with Tristan Thompson, you you're you're saving a few extra bucks and you know that he's a, probably a good bet for ten rebounds. So if he ends up getting lucky or gets enough putbacks or whatever buckets, then you have the uh, the potential for, you know, a, a, a double double, which um, doesn't reward you extra on Fandle, but may, uh, you know, apply uh, elsewhere. So that that's sort of what, what I'm looking at there. But uh, are you with me here that we probably, if you can uh, at all afford it, uh, you know, make as many efforts as possible to at least get up into the Aldridge and, and, and favored range for Thursday? Yeah, Aldridge favors is the combo that I want to use. Um, if if you if you put a gun to my head and I needed a salary saver, I mean I don't even. I think Dudley Gibson and Thompson are the three that you could possibly look at. Um, maybe maybe even Bobby Portis, but he still hasn't been playing like a ton of minutes and really producing all that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I just feel you know for cash games I would just feel so much more comfortable if I could go with like you know. I, I like Aldridge and Favors better. I mean, do you like Love, or or is he third on your list of, of those three guys as well? He's third on my list because, A, he had the shoulder injury that he left the last game with, which sort of, you know, obviously um, we, we I would like to see a game before I pr- trust him in terms of production. They said it, that he wasn't going to miss any game or miss any times, and he had, like, basically a, a week of rest. So that piece is fine. But, but at least, you know, with, with Derek Favors, he's got a plus-plus matchup against – you know the 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 three headed monster that is uh, Nene Hilario, Chris Humphreys, and uh, you know uh, Jared Dudley, I guess. Which you know to me, I think is the the uh, the best matchup that we can come up with uh, overall. And then Aldridge against the LA Clippers is probably equally as good, but they're a, a better like overall defensive team. I think if they're smart and and the Doc Rivers, I wanted to believe that he is. He puts uh, DeAndre Jordan on on the Marcus Aldridge and then lets anybody else garb you know, Boris Diaw or whoever, whatever they end up doing, you know, um, as long as Tim Duncan's not back in the lineup. So uh, that's sort of how I, I see that situation shaking out. Uh, and I, I'm with you too in terms of value too. I don't trust Bobby Portis enough. Cleveland is, um, you know, overall uh, defends the front line pretty well. And then Jared Dudley, who really only needs about 23 fantasy points to sort of meet value, is is an interesting guy who's been getting 26 to 30 plus minutes, actually played 38 minutes against Milwaukee. So there's where I would draw the line in terms of value plays. But I think, um, you know, optimally we're looking to get into Aldridge or Favors uh, if if we're trying to do the right thing with our lineups for Thursday. And I think you and I are agreed. We're talking – I have Favors 1, Aldridge 2, Love 3. Are you, are you with me there? Uh, I actually ha- – I think 
I don't know. I mean, it's close between Favors and Aldridge. I think I actually have Aldridge a little bit above him. I think he's going to have a good game um, in this matchup with the Clippers, and I think it stays close enough that he gets big minutes. But I wouldn't be opposed to anybody who likes Favors a little more either. I mean, they're very close for me, but I think they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Always got to be the contrarian. Always got to be the contrarian. You ask my opinion. I'm telling you the truth. If I if I if I'm playing on on DraftKings and I can only use one of them or fit one of them in, I have Aldridge over Favors. But is, on on Fanduel, I want them both. This is where the one point where we're like it's been almost a year, Benny, where we've been hosting shows together. That's the one time where you were just supposed to read the tea leaves and agree with me. I wasn't really asking. Oh, okay. your opinion. I was just <laughs> for you to co-sign. Uh, I mean, just, I'm just obviously I'm just messing around. Yeah, you know I mean I never tell yeah. you what to do with your own picks, but yeah, yeah. next time just make it easy, honorable. Let's let's keep the show moving. You can just agree, all right? Yeah, I, I, on Fanduel, I agree with you. I'm using both of them. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, then there you go. I was I was right the entire time. That's you're just beating around the bush for for whatever reason. All right. Um, we only have we only have three games to talk about. We got to kill at least a little bit of time. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> we actually uh, put more of our time <laughs> by talking to the business owners out there who may need a website. If you're looking for a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, so it all starts with a stunning website and with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor. There's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites today, every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With with Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right let's go ahead and put a bow on the show today at the center position with your top options here for thursday yeah i think the guy that i like the most is going to be deandre jordan and i don't think he's going to be a popular pick because he is going up against the san antonio spurs Mm -hmm. but this is a guy who has 40 or more fantasy points in five of his last six games so he's been playing pretty well lately You know, San Antonio, Tim Duncan will probably be back, but I don't think he's going to be playing a ton of minutes. So he may actually even see some, like, Boris Diaw defense, stuff like that. And the thing is, San Antonio's defense is pretty good at allowing other teams not to score a lot. But it's not like DeAndre Jordan's a guy who relies on scoring for a lot of his points anyway. He gets a lot of his fantasy points with the rebounds and with the block shots. So I think he's probably my top option. Um, I think Pau Gasol is going to be the guy that a lot of people gravitate towards. But I don't like the fact that he's pretty expensive, and he's going up against Cleveland, who has been one of the best teams against center defense um, you know, pretty much all season long. So even though he gets a big boost when Jimmy Butler's out, I, I'm really nervous about using Powell today. So that's why I was trying to look another way. And then when you come down from there, you know, you're paying $7,000 for Gobert or, or Gortat. Um, you know, neither one of them really strikes me as a guy that's got you know 40-point upside to pay that off. Um, Tim Duncan, maybe, uh, you know, it all depends on how many minutes he sees. He's only 5,800. He's kind of cheap. So he might be a guy that I could look at at the bottom. Um, but other than that, I don't like anybody below Tim Duncan. So for me, I think Duncan is the lowest I would go. And that would only be maybe for a tournament. If I wanted safety, I think DeAndre Jordan is probably the safest guy to get me 40 points here. 
Yeah, you know what? You're probably right about DeAndre Jordan, too. I don't mind Pau Gasol because uh, for 9K, he was actually a little bit more expensive because I think the usage just has to be so high. Like I said, it's really just down to him and him and Derrick Rose, and we don't really trust Derrick Rose uh, to, to, to be a solid performer. It's not a great matchup. Uh, and but you know Pagasol uh, has a has a, a versatile skill set where it's, you know to be able to score inside and outside that can cause problems uh, for that defense there as well. I'm okay with Rudy Gobert also against um, uh, Marcin Gortat as well. He hasn't been super productive, uh, you know, in terms of like blowing you up on uh, in, in in terms of tournament value, but has been pretty coming like uh, you know in the 30 point range which is creates a nice little safe floor uh, at the, at the $7500 price tag he was I liked him better when he was closer to 7k than 7500 you know and he's down to 74 for today's action and against Marcin Gortat it's not like a guy that um really gets off the floor much uh, so there, there could be some, you know, sh- some shot blocking opportunity. Now on Gortat's side too, you I mean he's been uh, uh, like fairly safe in terms of, you know, scoring about fourteen and ten. He's he's, he's giving you that there that there as well. So if you get to a point where you're like, well, I can't find uh, afford Jordan or Gorsol, and I and I need to, to sort of try to derive some fancy value, sixty nine hundred. If you have to pay down, I wouldn't be opposed to it over over Rudy, Rudy Gobert, but I would probably prioritize these. Um, you know, three options as, you know, DeAndre Jordan, one, Gasol, two, Gobert, three, Marcin Gortat for 6,900 on Fandle, four. Are, are you fine with that uh, list of players? And that order? Yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, like I said, I have Jordan number one. I, I feel like this is a position where I'm going to build the rest of my roster and get the guys that I want at the other spots. You know, the Kyrie Irvings, the Kawhi Leonard's, the, you know, LeBron James's, the, the Aldridge and the Favors. And then whatever I wind up with, I'll put in a center because if I have enough money to go up and get Jordan, I'll go up and get Jordan. If I only have enough to take Tim Duncan, I think I'd be okay rolling Duncan out there to finish off a roster. Um, I'm pretty indifferent to a lot of these guys. So if there's a position that I'm going to, you know, just kind of let my, my salary, you know, and my, and my roster construction dictate, this is probably going to be the spot I save for last. Cause I'd be comfortable putting any of these guys in there if I really had to. All right. Fair enough. I think that's a, that's a, like a fairly safe assessment. Obviously you want to pay up to Jordan, but like once you get below that too, you could be almost as good off as far off for, for value or price with Rudy Gobert versus Pau Gasol, depending on how well Cleveland defends that position. And they have defended it fairly well uh, all season long. And I'm just, for me, I'm just not going below Gortat. I tell, I know Tim Duncan's supposed to be back and you know, he had he, he had one game back plus, plus all the rest uh, there as well. So if I'm forced to, I guess I will pay 5,800 for him, but I really want to draw the line at Gortat if I can, and then, and not mess up with around with the Bobons or, you know, the Mozgovs or anybody else who could actually be any sort of a, a potential option. And uh, yeah, I agree with that. All right. Thank you very much. I will. <laughs> so, uh, with that note, we'll, we'll say that's uh, a wrap for today's show. Don't forget to check out uh, the Rotowire DFS podcast on iTunes and Stitcher for your down convenience. You can check out Benny on Twitter. Uh, at Benny R11, Twitter handle for me is at Josh Hayes FS, and it's at Rotowire for all your season long and uh, DFS fantasy needs. Got any comments, complaints, or questions? Once again, it's at Benny R11. So uh, thanks to everybody for listening, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with a full Friday slate here for you on the next edition of the Rotowire DFS uh, video and audio podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.